Are you one of those people that look at things half empty or half full? Hmm. We talk about emptiness and where to find true joy. Let's talk about that. So welcome to another podcast with Steve and Peter. Hey, <laughs> I'm filling in. He is filling in and <laughs> appreciate his uh, chance to be here with us today. And I'm really looking forward to our time together. And and um, one thing I know that with Eddie's absence, um, it's much easier to do it with someone else in the house rather than talking to myself and asking myself questions what do you think about that steve well steve (laughs) (laughs) might be interesting (laughs) oh it's interesting all right and i've done it before but it's not what i like and um uh so i really appreciate you being here today and you know we just got done with easter and um boy it was great to see a lot of people being back and Mm -hmm. And um, the families that have had come to visit, and a lot of the different things like that, that that really made Sunday Easter Sunday just real special. Yeah. Um, if you want to know how many people we had, and I'm not a big old numbers guy, but I like to sometimes um, help us to know. It was, I think, for, and I don't have the exact number. Sorry about that, but it it was close to 450. Wow. And um, it might have been a little over that, but um, what a great Sunday of celebrating and just worshiping our Savior. That's what it's all about, uh, a time to do that. And I know that you were in the first service. You were in both services, but you were in first service and yeah. second service, you are upstairs with the kiddos. How was your day? Yeah. Oh, it was good. Yeah, we with the kids, we've been doing science experiments to teach them about the Easter season. So... This week we were learn we did an experiment on whether things would float or not, oh. and then whether something that sank could ever be made to float. You know, obviously talking about can someone who's dead be made to rise? And so, we put an egg in water, and then of course it sank, and then when you add enough salt to it, the egg floats. So we did an experiment with that, and the kids get into it, and it was a lot of fun. <laughs> and and the whole time you're talking about God's power and how He overcame death and all the stuff. So it was really good. That's cool. So. That's great. Well, I, I, I hear that there were um, areas within the children's ministry that were, were uh, starting to get more numbers, and, and uh, it was a good problem. Uh, it was one of those dare areas, and I, I dare I say it's a problem, challenge, or mm-hmm. I think challenge. I like challenge better. <laughs> but it was an Easter challenge, and I think we were all kind of running into that this mor- uh, on Easter morning um, in ways that were saying, oh, need to add a few chairs here we need to to uh, make sure that this is taken care of and um, do we have enough coffee you know (laughs) yeah don't want to run out of coffee (laughs) but uh it was it was great and a beautiful time of of celebration and um man it's it's always great um i get a chance to to see things from my perspective and as i'm standing on stage and i'm seeing everyone gather in and the, mm-hmm. the kind of the background music is going and people are coming in and they're just mm-hmm. joyful and 
when they get a chance then to settle in and then we started with this worship and having the choir on stage this Sunday and all of the things that were just filling the house mm-hmm. and then getting um, worship being brought vertically mm-hmm. you know to our father and saying Lord we we're here to celebrate you um, what a perspective I had mm-hmm. and I just want to share that what just a, a neat joy um, for me and I always look forward to that for sure mm-hmm. but um, yeah it's a beautiful beautiful time I, I love it and like Eddie says I wish every Sunday was Easter you know <laughs> um, people coming back and feeling feeling good about um, you know hey let's get to church today it's what we got to do on Easter yeah but um, we hope that that uh, we'll continue to invite people continue to help express just the joy if you can hear it in my voice a little bit i i sang it all out i was <laughs> i'm on the healing side of now and and working on that um boy i had a great time doing it so um peter you have been working with our uh, you and stephanie have been working with the children here at crossroads now for mm, what's it been two full months oh Three. Something like that. I guess it yeah. flies by, doesn't it? But it, it does. It's probably been yeah, close to a couple months at least. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember exactly. Yeah. Tell uh, us a little bit about the needs in the children's area. Eddie and I mentioned that on the podcast, but we talk about volunteers. I'm sure there's still oh. a need there. Well, we've had we've had quite a few people that have offered to help, and so it, that's we always can use more people. That and one of the things we really want to do is not. Um, stretch people too thin so like a lot of people one Sunday a month is it, we've kind of been trying to get on a one Sunday a month rotation so if you're worried that helping with kids ministry means you're going to be roped in for life or you have to do it every week and that's just not the case so we, we try to really honor like if people want to be up there more we we can do that but we understand we all have life going on and and it's hard to commit to too much at once you know like let's ease into it or whatever and so we we've really got some great folks that are around and we're still working out our processes for helping get people involved and and how do we communicate and all that there's a lot going on but um we it's just so fun because you get to be part of what the kids are doing up there and and uh it's really not you know it there's a lot of important things going on upstairs too you know and the, a lot of important it's things been, absolutely been really good we've started this new curriculum that goes through the bible over the whole year and so right now we're in the easter season and so next we're going to be learning about the early church and kind of some of the stories from that how how it's going to be about building and so how god built the church it's kind of our next theme and so that's great the curriculum helps to you know, make it easier for everyone to have a prepared lesson and things like that. So when we ask people to help, we're not asking them to come up with lessons. And if you even want to teach, we already kind of have it for you. You don't have to like design it. And so we're trying to have the system so we can just plug people in and, and then you can take it and use your giftings. Like some people are really good with crafts and other people just want to hold babies. And so we're, you know, we want everyone to have some whatever your gift is to be involved in somewhere in the church it may not be kids ministry even so yeah that's true get involved. Uh, but the children's ministry is such a, a beautiful and awesome um ministry and one that connects us uh complete right so these as you had said from the stage uh, when you guys had um, said hey we feel like the lord is leading us to do this we mm-hmm. You had mentioned at that point in time that connectedness 
with the children and their families, their you know their parents and mm-hmm. and their siblings and and grandparents and you know and how that just expresses itself as it does in different ministries, but really important because the family is such a connective. We need to be a connective um, measuring of of what the gospel of Jesus is is doing in our own lives and reverberates to the different uh, facets of our lives and that and that first facet is the family unit and um, how important that is and then the family of crossroads being a part of the family of God and how we're connected together um, here at crossroads and how do we represent that and then how do we represent the family of God then out and about and man it's just such a awesome responsibility for all of us but it's fantastic as as you guys are leading these beautiful kids uh, God's kids um, to to more to know more and to express themselves uh, for Jesus and uh, and for his glory it's good stuff it really yeah. is yeah. well I'll tell you what um, let's get into talking a little bit about what Eddie talked about and uh, the relevancy of our, of that into our lives and uh, I'd love to have you have a word of prayer at the beginning of it to just ask the Holy Spirit yeah. to, to cover us here yeah, well, Lord, thank you just for, as we just remember, all the things that are going on at this church and this community. Lord, we just thank you for how you are at work in ways we don't even see. And uh, thank you for the community, the family here. So I just bless everyone that's listening to this today and bless our conversation. I pray that even as we process and digest some of these topics, that it would help others to just see what you're doing and what's available, what the promises of Easter are all about, like how that was such a big deal and how it's not just a 2,000 year old thing, but it's a big deal for us today. And so we thank you for your work you're doing in us and um, just for what you have in store for this podcast today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, the, uh, the message title for Easter Sunday morning <laughs> was one that when I first saw it, I thought to myself, well, that's okay. <laughs> I need to look back. I need to look into that, and I'm glad yeah. that I did because it, what it does is it takes, it takes you a little bit of effort yeah, to makes say. You think a little. Yeah. What does that mean? And maybe <laughs> go back into it. But the title for last for this last Sunday that Eddie brought to us was the empty promises of Easter. And so, what does that all mean? And how does that pull us together? As I, um, I thought about it, and I thought. Okay, where is he going to go with this? Okay, oh yeah, the empty tomb. Now I I get that. That's 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 good. But that's where I got stuck in my own thinking, right? <laughs> yeah. So then I was like, well, okay, where do we where do we go? But hey, talk to me a little bit, Peter, about um what kind of hit you right off the bat and and then kind of what came from it in the whole process. Well, I like you said, you have to figure out what is he trying to get at. And so I think to me it's the, the the promise because of the emptiness. So he talked about the grave clothes no longer had a body in it. And he talked about how the tomb no longer has a body in it. And so because of that, there are these promises. And it, because of that, you know, we can we can rest our faith on on this. You know, because the tomb was empty, it means something. You know, and I you know, that that's you could write a lot of books about what does it mean, but that's kind of where we're going is 
you know how amazing is that you know hey, it was empty so yeah fantastic and that's that's exactly right and i it, it's the it's the fact that when we look at the emptiness in our lives mm-hmm. and we feel that we feel the depth of those things what is going to fill that and really in in that process of looking and thinking about easter what jesus was fulfilling mm-hmm. and how then how empty <laughs> you know i think that it might have even been mentioned on sunday how empty it must have felt when he died upon the cross and they were like the hope even though jesus had been telling his disciples right you know what was going to happen mm-hmm. giving them a little precursor you know it was wow this is final a feeling of finality, a feeling of what are we to do? Mm-hmm. That emptiness in their heart, like, you know, when we lose something or someone, you know, and I, and I believe that he mentioned this as well that morning, that as we lose something, that emptiness inside us, the void, but Easter brings the fullness of that mm-hmm. and brings then this this whole promise aspect and that's actually it's going to be interesting because uh, i'm going to talk about it in just a second but that's where i'm going this this next sunday eddie's on vacation and and guess what i get to preach and then guess what you get to preach yeah yeah and You're stuck and, with us <laughs> yes yes um and and by the way folks Peter knows that already. He 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 knows that he's going to get to preach. Yes. <laughs> it's not a surprise right here on the podcast. <laughs> Guess what, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> no, um yeah. but that right there, right? That that whole uh the emptiness, the void even now where we hold on to some of that in our lives. Mm-hmm. And we just wonder how is it going to be? How does it get filled? How does that mm-hmm. void, how does that emptiness get filled in our lives? Mm-hmm. And the promise is that Jesus has done it all. Mm-hmm. And we get to be on a journey then as we receive him. Talk a little bit more about some of the, uh, the world's broken promises, right? God has a promise mm-hmm. for us, but then the world has promises, mm-hmm. but they're, we find that they're broken. So let's talk a little bit about that. I know I'm kind of just throwing that at you. Well, but. I'm thinking about, Eddie was talking about how, you know, when the, disciple, the, the disciples saw Jesus arrested and then they saw him killed and there's this, they didn't know how this was going to end. You know, they didn't have, like we do, we knew how it ends, but they didn't know. And I was even talking about this with the kids. We were reenacting some of this and we we're like, how do you think the disciples felt because they put all their hopes in Jesus and then he gets killed? You know, and all the people that were shouting Hosanna as Jesus was on the donkey, and now their king has been killed. Like, they were expecting something, and it didn't happen the way they expected. And so I th- think the lesson that we can learn is, you know, when we get to that moment, because we see the end now. We see that Jesus was up to something, and it didn't look like we expected. And so what I heard from Eddie talking about, like, when we get in those moments when we don't know how this is going to end, or when our expectations weren't met, or when there's loss, when there's pain or whatever, we have to remember the end. We have to remember that even in those dark times, God is working and he's up to things, you know, and the world will tell us, oh, that 
those those are empty promises. You know, mm-hmm. they all say that's nothing, but we we can put our faith in that empty tomb and remember that that there's power there, and that we can remember the stories of others who have made it through, you know, those hard times and be encouraged about that. But I th- I think about how like what it, what would it feel like to you know you can't hardly blame them for being a little bit confused <laughs> yeah for <laughs> or a sure. lot confused you know right right exactly you know. if we were if we were there and and putting all of our hopes and dreams and then seeing the one yeah. that we put our hopes and dreams in die upon the cross yeah you know brutally and just you know allowing himself if we'd seen him do all these miracles yeah. we've seen him do all of these wonderful awesome signs and then, you know, it's the finality of it, the feeling yeah. of that. Well, and I, I think about how, like, do we do do that? Do we do that today, where we think God is going to do something a certain way, you know, or we? Because the disciples, the the people, they they thought the Messiah was going to do it a certain way. They thought they were going to take over politically, maybe, or knock the Romans out of being in charge, but. God was on much bigger plane. You know, he's like, I'm going to get rid of death completely. I'm going to get rid of sin and overcome all that. And and so, like, where are the places in our life where we think God's going to do this thing and he's got much bigger things in store, you know? And to me, that's like when I have a disappointment, I have to remember, well, maybe God's got something bigger in store than my little brain could have thought, you know? Like, because that's right. usually how it turns out. It's, right. like, it's like, man, I was dreaming too small again. God, help me dream bigger, you know? Help me think bigger because he's... He's on a much bigger level and sees bigger than we do, you know. Yeah, and and I I, I think the word for me that comes up is uh, paradigm. Yeah. Uh, you know God's God's viewpoint, his the way he sees things, and we we will never get that. We will never completely understand that. Mm-hmm. But he does draw us closer so that he, we see and catch more and more of his vision, and that's what he mm-hmm. he brings us closer to holiness uh to his side and that's that really is up to us our surrender and all our obedience to say god i want to see more of what you want but then still in the process it's all about the faith and the Mm -hmm. trust that he is about his business just like you said Mm -hmm. when some of the things don't go the way we want them to go or we even being close to god and in his word and mm-hmm. and and being directed by his will sometimes the doors are closed sometimes tragedy happens sometimes uh, a brokenness comes in a way that we question and we wrestle but through that wrestling we become stronger in our faith if <laughs> if we trust in that he has a bigger plan that his bigger plan is for his glory and even in the midst of this hardship and and woefulness and things that are that we're wrestling with, God is still on the throne. And uh, it is. It's it's tough. Mm-hmm. It's tough. I've been there myself. I continue to continue to wrestle with God, and it's okay. It's okay. We talked about that Monday when you and I met. Yeah. And uh, we talked a little bit about how we are to to wrestle with with God and mm-hmm. recognizing his strength and recognizing his sovereignty but in our processes of life our yeah. individual journey yeah you know and and what a community how that community is then continuing yeah. to 
keep all those fibers intact. That's what the community of God, you mm-hmm. know, that's why we meet and and uh, do it corporately. But then one on one, like you and I, or or um, a small group, um, where we impact, continue to let that press mm-hmm. down, further remind ourselves who God is mm-hmm. and who uh, what we get to find in His promises. You know, when we as humans put trust in another human and that and that promise then is broken from a relationship how do we get, give me a little bit into uh, your take on how those promises like much like the relationship that like can you think about my goodness think about what the disciples were feeling when in the Garden of Gethsemane, Gethsemane, when Judas comes up and kisses G- Jesus and betrays him, one thing we look at all the time is Judas and Jesus. Now mm-hmm. Jesus knew. <clears throat> Think about the disciples, his brothers, mm-hmm. and Judas now comes up and not only betrays Jesus, mm-hmm. he betrays the whole, all of them. Mm-hmm. That is a broken promise, a broken, a heartache, a. You want to jump in there and throttle him. Mm-hmm. Your heart's broken. You're feeling so many emotions. Mm-hmm. Give me a little take on that about the broken promises. That's a world thing, and that is a, you know, I know mm-hmm. I'm saying Judas and the disciples. I'm bringing that into context yeah. that way, but in light of how we sometimes, even with our brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm-hmm deal with the broken promises that we thought, man, this is going fine. All of a sudden, crumbles right in front of you. Give me a little bit yeah. of a, a, a touch base on well, that. Well, for me, I, I try to remember how broken I've been, how broken I am and have been in the past. And so to kind of, when I'm thinking about other people who have hurt me, to realize that that there's a story there to have empathy and compassion and realize that they're, they've come through hard things. Like, uh, we talk about a lot of times when people are hurting, there's usually a reason, like there's a reason why these people have these strong opinions. They've come from some maybe traumatic events or hurtful times. And, and so to just come at them and kind of throw them out because they let us down or whatever is not usually helpful. And that's not like the example of Jesus doing life with Judas, even knowing this was coming. Like, it's just mm-hmm. a lesson to us about don't throw these people away. You know, instead of worried about that so much, draw near to Jesus. You know, we all need to draw near to Jesus, and it's as we do that, he works those things out because we just, we don't know. You know, you don't That's know right. who's going to break promises and who's got, right. who's got that stuff in their past and who needs healing and when it's going to come out and things like that. But I, I keep thinking about how when we draw near to Jesus, like our mind gets bigger, our, our ideas, like our view of Jesus gets bigger as you draw near. It's like getting closer to a mountain. You know, the closer you get, the more grand it is and the, the, the more amazing it is. And yeah. so that's like the thing I think of is we, we draw near to him and then we, then we can have the right per- paradigm you, you mentioned or the right perspective on everything else. We can hopefully get his 
view of others too. Get his compassion, you know, because I think he looks at people, even, you know, that's why he says, love your enemies, bless your enemies. You know, that's crazy talk to the world. Right. That's crazy. People who are hurting you, but he says, no, feed them, give them a drink because that's from his view. He's like, these are my sons and daughters too. They're just away from me right now. I want to draw them in with compassion and kindness. And so that's hard, you know, that's hard to do, but that's kind of our calling is as sons and daughters of Jesus. So I don't know if that answers your question, but no, I try to have really empathy. Does. I try to come with, with compassion, and you know, at, at the same time, I'll say you also want to have good boundaries. Mm-hmm. You know, if people are hurting you, you don't have to just always keep going back to that well. Yeah. You know, so there's there's wisdom, and you want to talk to others about that, but but hopefully, come keep yourself close to Jesus, and then have compassion. Yeah, I think that's that's wonderfully said. Um, the forgiveness in that time looking unto Christ as our sure foundation right mm-hmm. just as you said basing our perspective on God's on the way that Jesus is continuing to to talk to fill the voids in our life to not base our life upon that person mm-hmm. or the way they make us feel the way that they respond to requests or how much we've given them. When we get our ourself in the way, looking, and I and I'll say this carefully because it's just such a it's a close, it's such a variable, right? We um, we get selfish in our relationships because when we give. We look to receive. And it's hard to just give and not receive, not to expect. Mm-hmm. And so in relationships, we do this. You know, you think about marriages, and I've heard this said many times in, in marriage conferences or a book. Um, give 110% and, and watch what you will receive. Now, you might not get 110 back. But that's not what you're in it for. Right. You're looking to give of yourself as a complete part. So in doing that, it's easier said than done many times because we have this perspective of we are human. We are frail. We are flawed individuals. And when we are looking to... to uh, hold on to a relationship or continue a relationship then in our giving there is an expectation of receiving in a lot of ways that's that's okay that's okay but for us to depend upon it mm-hmm. that's where we get in trouble when we depend upon that person and we we don't think that we're putting them higher than god but in our own insecurities there's a tendency to lean that way. I'm going to put my my hope that they will not give up on me. I'll put my hope in them to respond or to always be there for me. That's where we need to continue to rearrange our relationship, right, mm-hmm. with God and saying, I know that God won't give up on me. I know that God mm-hmm. in His promises 
are not empty. I know that the the things that provide my uh, strength for today is based upon Him, not another individual, or not my job, or not my the money that I'm receiving, or whatever the case may be. My hope and my promises are completely on God the Father. Mm-hmm. Man, it's it's tough to get there. Mm-hmm. At times, it's tough to get there, especially when somebody so close yeah. has done you wrong. That's a that's a that's a tough one, but that's that is where we need to again mm-hmm. sit. I say sit, but find ourselves standing. I like that better. Mm-hmm. Standing on His promises. Yeah, um, I remember him <laughs> standing on the promises of God, mm-hmm. my Lord, my Savior. Um, but uh, so let's talk about a little bit on the other side here. Um, the the empty promises developing into where Jesus now has risen from the grave. He's the, the empty tombs there, empty clothes. Um, and then uh, Mary and um, Martha mm-hmm. find the tomb empty. Jesus is actually speaking to him. They're, he's unrecognizable to them at that moment. Mm-hmm. But then this realization. And our lives, as we're changed for Jesus, that realization mm-hmm. that there's hope. That there's a promise that will never stop giving. Let's talk a little bit about that and how you and I have gone through seminary, gone some through some seminary classes rather, and how the early church started. We're gonna keep learning about that kind of stuff yep. and, and all that, but how then they were <clears throat> sent, right, with something that was full, way beyond a human measure. Now the Holy Spirit is a part and all of that. Let's talk just briefly a little bit where the emptiness was then restored and then the promise was pure. Let's talk just a little bit about what went on in the disciples uh, after that. And that'll help lead into what I'm going to be speaking about. I'm thinking. I know, right? <laughs> I know. It's a big question. Here, yeah. Like, here, I'll throw this one at you. Uh, it wasn't a very good softball. That was more like a fast pitch. Anyway, it, I'll let you think, but let me just say this: as then Mary and Martha go back to the disciples, and the the room they say, "We, it the it, it, it's empty. The grave is empty. He's not there, and this is what's happened." Mm-hmm. And and Peter and John run. And then all of a sudden, word starts to get out that somebody, at first it was like somebody's taken our Lord, right? And then the understanding of remembering what Jesus said and remembering mm-hmm. all of this, all of a sudden starts to fill the room, fill the hearts. The emptiness mm-hmm. then starts to like, and then Jesus yeah. shows up even. Yeah. It's fascinating to think about what it would have been like. I like I always think about the guys that were on the road to Emmaus where Jesus talked to them and he was explaining all the Old Testament stuff to him and so I, I pick like you were talking about the re, the realization this was Jesus like how that was a period of time where it was like all this stuff was clicking together. It's like 
I, the, like the great aha moment, you know, where it's like finally something's made sense and they're like, and I, you see this kind of in the Gospels where they're finally like pulling these Old Testament quotes and they're like, this is what he's talked about and this is what he meant. And they're like, oh, it's all happening now. Yeah. It's like he did it. He's doing it. And, you know, they're like that stuff he said would happen. It's happening now. And it's just you feel this like this excitement going on. And and it's just God's doing this brand new thing. And he keeps all he keeps all of his promises like and they're showing us that you see this a lot in the Gospels where they're saying he he did it. He kept his promises. And as we were preparing for today, I was thinking about how, you know, there's there a lot of people have like the question of whether Easter happened. Jesus rose from the dead and was here like is not all that much debated historically. Like there's so much history about it. They do debate who Jesus was. Like we we've studied that a lot. Like was Jesus yeah. really God or was Jesus not God? And we've debated all that over and over and over. But it's interesting to me how you know all of this kind of comes together and they it, it just if you have eyes to see God like it all kind of makes sense. <laughs> it's like He ties it all up in a bow for us in some ways and and it's just amazing and beautiful. And I think that's where the the church could be built on that. And and it but it was not easy. I mean, it was not easy at all because, you know, they didn't see themselves as like a new religion. They they were still Jewish, but they, their Messiah had come. And so there was a lot of changing from that old, the old Mosaic covenant into the new covenant that Jesus was talking about. And Paul deals with this a lot, you know, it's because it's complicated. It's like, where does, where, how do we stop doing that and start doing new things? And, and that's a different topic for another day, but but there, the thing I see is God's doing a new thing, and it's really very new. Like the thing that happened at Easter was with Jesus rose from the dead. I mean, He overcome, overcame death. And uh, if we want to go history just for a moment, let's you, do it. Let's do it. You mentioned history, but like so in the history class, I had to read this little tiny book by a guy named Athanasius. So if you look <laughs> him up, but it was actually a fascinating book because he was around like two or three hundred somewhere in there but and he was writing about why did Jesus have to come and why was Jesus God and it's it's really helped me because Jesus had to become a human because he had to become something that could die because God can't die so he had to become something that could die in order that he could overcome death mm. think about that I mean mm. that's it's like oh that makes so much sense like he had to become a man so that he could overcome death and he did it and now he's overcome death and we can all be in Christ and live in the same resurrection power. You know, it just, it starts to blow your mind after a while, but it's, it's the good news. Yeah. And that is, that is the good news. That is where the emptiness, where death mm-hmm. is the complete void. Mm-hmm. It's been, it's been defeated. Yeah. And that is where we can rest upon the full promise of God. What a beautiful yeah. and awesome, awesome story Yeah, of redemption, forgiveness. We, we, we get in the way many times. We do. We think we have to do this. We have to work for our, our salvation. We have to do mm-hmm. what we have. Well, you know, for lack of better even, you know, I've got to, I've got to read my Bible every day. I got to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and all of a sudden it becomes this legalistic yep. thing rather than a relational yep. aspect. And that's where so many fall 
over to thinking, well, I, I'm good with God because I do these things. Right. And when where God is saying, you're good with me because of Jesus, because of my love for you, yeah, and because of our relationship. Yeah. That is the beauty. That is the beauty. And then everything is allowed and we've mm-hmm. we fall into that mm-hmm. and and you know when paul talks about that everything is permissible well we know that that doesn't mean sin we don't be god doesn't want us to be permissible into sin in that sense of right but permissible in the sense that the life that we live is full permissible in the mm-hmm. sense that let's not take the weight of this life of the legalistic ways right the most yeah. mosaic, mosaic yeah law the old law yeah and where you know you can't do this you, you should do this and and um, I saw a podcast the other day I think it was or a sermon talking about when Jesus healed the blind man on the Sabbath and the Uh-oh. Pharisees were saying hey what are you doing you know you can't do yeah. that and uh, he used mud and spit and, yeah. and put it on the eyes. And that's fascinating, fascinating. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you, I think you, you said it wonderfully there, Peter, um, about through our history and how then the church has been maintained. The church meaning global, right? The mm-hmm. church of God that, or the church of Christ. And, and, yeah, there's a lot of... We found that there's a lot of things that people have done yeah. to derail well, the church. Well, it's so easy to slip back to the Mosaic Law and just just give me the rules and tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I heard someone say, "What does it mean to be a good Christian?" It's like this: just tell me the list. You know, and Jesus, like, no, it's not a list. It's you get me, and you need to do life with these people. Yeah. And so it's relational, and relational is hard. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, no, you're going to see all my junk and my stuff. And, but mm. then everyone else is like, well, I got junk and stuff too. And then, But God does something beautiful when we bring our stuff out in the open, and he cleanses us of it, and we finally get healing because we didn't hide it anymore. I mean, it's right. just an amazing dynamic that happens. Yes. So. That's beautiful. And we could go into yes. multiple podcasts, I think, and, and it'll be great to have you back. Um, to continue on and and I hope that you will be able to join me maybe even next week and the week after <laughs> right I'm just kind of pushing it right at you since you're going to be preparing to speak and then you're, yeah. you have just spoken so we can have we'll that coordinate discussion. our schedules here <laughs> <laughs> yeah I uh, really appreciate you taking time today from your schedule to to join me and to talk, talk just briefly about Sunday um, and what I feel like the Lord is leading me to speak on. And and um, I want to give you uh, the Second Corinthians, the first chapter, verse 20, says this, For all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes mm-hmm. and through Christ our amen ascends to God for his glory. Amen, meaning yes, mm-hmm. a response yep. of yes, Lord. So 
been fulfilled through a resounding yes, a stamp, mm-hmm. right? This is it, through yeah. Christ. And our response then being amen. So then, therefore, like what I feel like the title is going to be, and we'll see, <laughs> but what now? Yeah. Here's Easter. Yeah. What now? It's good. So what does that mean for us? Each individually. And boy, oh boy, it could be a series. Oh, yeah. Right? So I've got to touch base on that. And I think that there's going to be some some wonderful things that the Holy Spirit will show me as I continue to study and get prepared mm-hmm. for Sunday. But those promises through Christ, I love that, resounding yeah. yes, yeah. stamp. And our response then is, amen. Yes, Lord. Mm-hmm. So maybe we should sing the song, yes and amen. <laughs> Probably should. <laughs> so that's what's coming on Sunday. And uh, looking forward to, to, you know, I I think sometimes when when uh, in times past, I'll get start going on, on getting prepared for a message and I'll get a little anxious. And then I'll stop and I'll like, wait, this is... I just listen to the Lord. He, he's going to, and it's a, a smile comes to my heart and my yeah. face, and I, I'm reminded, He, who has started a good work, will continue to do that good work, and He will do it. And as I give myself to Him, He will continue to show what He wants. And I believe that I may be speaking to you, uh, as you're going to be bringing the word then on uh, the first part of uh, May. Mm-hmm. And um, just reminding you as you, you as you study and as you do those same things, just be reminded that that he is going to continue yeah. to fulfill all those things, bringing what he wants crossroads to hear. So yeah. let me have a word of prayer and sure. we'll wrap this up. Heavenly Father, thank you for our time today. Thank you for being with us, Holy Spirit, and guiding our our talks and our minds and bringing wisdom to us so that we can bring that to those that are listening. And Father, I pray that you will continue to fill and remind those uh, us of those promises that you have given to us through Jesus Christ, through this resurrection and what we celebrated on, on Easter. Lord, we just thank you for our time together and may uh, our continuation here on earth and and continuation of living together be one that is bringing you praise individually and then together. Lord, we love you and we thank you for our time. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, Peter, I do hope that your, your uh, schedule will be allowed to come on back. See what we can do. Yeah, next week Eddie <laughs> will be gone uh, throughout the week, and so I do need a partner in here, yeah. and so it'd be great. And then the week after, if it does open for you, to talk a little bit about that, Eddie will be back, and the three of us maybe then can have a chance and chance to uh, have a conversation. Yeah, All sounds right. good. All right. Well, is there anything else you'd like to mention before no, we head out? I'm... If you'd like to volunteer for children's ministry, please, uh, <laughs> please. Uh, go ahead and uh, dial up uh, 812-268-0088 and you can leave your name and your number and uh, we'll make sure that either Stephanie or Peter get back to you or maybe one of the staff here as well and so we just uh, 
We just encourage you to continue to live for Jesus. Thank you for joining us today. And uh, we hope that you have a great rest of your week. And I'm looking forward to the weather getting a little warmer. Yes, sounds I think good. Saturday is going to be in the 80s. Oh, we don't have to go too far. It's maybe in the 50s. That'd be good. I know, right? At least 50s or 60s. <laughs> right? But at least some sunshine, which we've yeah. been starting to see. So that's good stuff. Well, may the sunshine in your life today. Have a great day. Bye-bye.